Welcome in to the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Eager. I'm joined again, as I am every single week, with Ben Brown. Ben, how's it going? Uh, it's going pretty well. It's going pretty well. We've had a lot of movement in uh, some of the NFL markets, things like that. I think Mac Jones all the way up to 9.5 uh, draft position already after Eric uh, wrote it up at, what, 18 and a half here just two weeks ago. So uh, these markets are kind of moving all over the place at this point. So it's an exciting time to be a sports better. Um, yeah, sure. you really love to see it a year ago at this time. The only thing you could bet on were draft props. And now um, draft props are the most exciting thing I think you can bet on. But you can also bet on some FCS. Last week we went two and two. Tennessee Martin at plus five. Not only one, but got us to the window with a money line on that Sunday. Um, so that was a good one. Western Carolina over was over by the third quarter. So we got two ones that won the VMI under though ben that game went into overtime by virtue of a missed extra point and we ended up losing the under there so so is life we're gonna talk briefly about two fcs games that we like this week and where the number's gone um and then we're gonna move on to the draft props so one of the ones and i i wrote this to you early in the week samford at the citadel this was at 63 i think i hit it at 63 62 it's all the way down to 60 and a half Ben I still like this one I you know Sanford's had a a somewhat efficient offense at times they certainly were one of the reasons why we didn't get our under the other day Um, but 60 and a half for a college football game played you know one of them being a a military academy Ben I, I just can't go over this yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. I think they're probably going to slow the ball down. Citadel, 10.5-point home favorite. So, um, obviously, what they're going to try and do is probably, you know, keep the hand ball out of Stanford's hand. So, I think 16.5 is definitely the correct side to be on the under. You got it at 63.5, so we've already picked up three points of line value. And uh, I think the market's only going to continue to trend on in that direction. But, I don't know, I might go a little off the radar here. I know we didn't talk about this one too much, but kicking off tomorrow, or today, actually, San Diego Presbyterian, 49 and a half point total. Uh, San Diego's 18 point favorite on the road. I think the weather might be um, just a little bit dicey here. Um, and I kind of want to, you know, either get the weekend started off hot right away or maybe, you know, get faded the rest of the weekend. I'm not quite sure. But under 49 and a half, I think, is probably the correct play. Uh, the tricky thing is that both defenses have been uh, not very good um, for either side of the football. I think, what is it? Presbyterian's basically like. Um, negative 0.11 defensive EPA allowed, uh, 38.2% success rate. So neither one has been all that effective, um, you know, stopping offense. But I do think that we'll probably see um, a little bit of the weather implication. I do think going under 49 and a half uh, is probably the best way to start off some of these FCS action games on Saturday. Yeah, very much. So let's let's end with this. This one was one I, I sent to you in the chat. Um, Western Carolina was a team we went over on last week. It was 43, I believe. Um, I've bet it at 43, 43 and a half. Now it's 44. I still like over there. Um, that's that's a play um, that I'll that I'll go with there. Western Carolina and a, a plucky offense in in FCS. So um, that's the last one. Let's let's talk. Let's let's move on here to some um, of these of these crazy markets. Ben, we we saw Zach Wilson start out at about. We got a, a lot of money on minus 167 to be yep. the second overall pick. It got all the way out to minus 305. And then I was telling you nervously how it crept back down minus 250, minus 225. Minus 200 was where it was today, Ben. But after this trade in which the 49ers traded from pick 12 to pick 3, 
to presumably get the third best quarterback in the draft. Zach Wilson is now minus 500 to be the second overall pick. That seems to be uh, some pretty good line value. Yeah, I mean, definitely. If you had it at minus 167 when we were first talking about it, you're feeling quite good right now. I do think uh, it sounds like early reports from the Twitterverse are that Zach Wilson had quite a good pro day as well. So I think um, obviously we've seen DraftKings kind of move some of these markets based on how those pro day performances are, have been judged. So I think part of this might be the fact that he um, you know, looked really good. Pro, you know, Definitely the second o- overall pick. And I think... As others have said at this point, uh, you know, the draft kind of starts at pick three. Is it going to be Justin Fields? Is it going to be Trey Lance? Uh, DraftKings actually has uh, opportunities that you can bet on either one of those players as far as, like, who who is going to select, um, you know, Justin Fields first or who is going to select Trey Lance. I think 49ers basically the favorite for both. Do you anticipate if they, you know, are obviously going to be choosing between the two, what one would you be betting at this point in time, Eric? Yeah, I mean, all of these all of these have some significant hold in them, right? So anytime right. you get Fields, you know, Fields, team to draft Fields is minus 125. San Francisco team to draft Lance is minus 110. One. You're getting significant hold there, um, you know, unless you know, unless you think you know there. Um, you know, I'd probably lay off that bet. There's probably not going to be a ton of value there. We know that San Francisco is sort of a wild card. I would take Justin Fields as the favorite if you gave right. it to me at a better price. But uh, I think right now, um, you know, it's probably something to lay off of. You probably want to get into other markets um, before you you sort of move uh, your money there. Right. Um, here's one that's been interesting, as you talked about, Ben. Draft position for Mac Jones, 9.5, minus 110 on, on both sides. This was 18.5 just a couple weeks ago. Uh, 15 and a half is where it's settled in. And now you're starting to see this, Ben. Ben, could you even think of going under this at this point? Um, no, I actually probably couldn't. I do think that, you know, in my own evaluation, I do think Mac Jones is the fifth best quarterback. So I don't think that he's going to leapfrog either Justin Fields or Trey Lance at this point in time. So him falling out of that top 10, I do think is a viable strategy. If it's, you know, straight up basically minus 110 odds on both sides, I'm probably leaning towards over 9.5 at this point in time. Um, obviously, we've had quite a bit of change up here, but I don't, I kind of, it kind of still depends on what the Dolphins do um, at pick six for me, but I think we're going to see them probably go away from the quarterback position, obviously leaving some options over from Carolina at eight then, um, but I do think we could see Mac Jones, Mac Jones probably fall into that, you know, team range that he was, you know, being projected at before 15, basically where the Patriots are sitting and stuff like that. So I think going over uh, is definitely my approach at this point in time. Can you get on board with that? PFF is always looking out for you, partnering with some of the best opportunities in the sports betting landscape. Um, my favorite here has been Symbol, S-I-M-B-U-L-L. They're basically the stock market for sports. They allow you to trade sports teams uh, like the stock market. You can earn cash payouts when your team wins. Um, it's kind of been this interesting blend between the stock market um, and a way to actually invest and profit off of your favorite teams. Free NFL free agencies obviously uh, changed some things in the symbol markets. Some teams have risen. Obviously, the Washington football team uh, with the signing of Ryan Fitzpatrick have been on the move um, from a symbol perspective. But there are some undervalued teams that I still think are going to make some splashes here uh, post-free agency coming up on the draft. 
teams like the Jacksonville Jaguars, obviously going to have Trevor Lawrence, but they're a team that had, you know, a pretty productive free agency as well. So I do think it's a spot where you definitely want to get involved in that stock market uh, game. Use promo code PFF. If you deposit $10 at Symbol, um, you're going to earn a free PFF annual subscription. That's promo code PFF with a $10 deposit. Symbol.com going to get you a free annual subscription. Yeah, I can't go under. I think if, if anything, right. I'd have to go over at this point. Like, there's always a quarterback that falls. We do see now the line in DraftKings uh, is five and a half quarterbacks in round right. one. Over, though, is four to one. So that's one where if you think Kellen Mond or, or Davis Mills or Kyle Trask going in round one, uh, you're making a more of a long shot bet there. Um, we have seen some movement, as you tweeted about, in the cornerback market, too. Um, I believe on the forecast it was. I, I like J.C. Horn at eight to one, seven to one, be the first cornerback selected. He's now three to one. A lot of that has to do with Caleb Barley's injury news. He's now plus two fifty. Patrick Sertan, the favorite, uh, after a good combine or pro day sort of performance at minus one fifty. Ben, what do you think of the cornerback market? Yeah, I mean this has been the fun one, right? We basically saw um, Patrick Sertan and Caleb Farley, Caleb Farley at even odds to start the week. Uh, those players kind of went in opposite directions, but J.C. Horn was definitely playable here. I think he was at plus 700, went up to plus 800 yesterday before his pro day, and then obviously when he kind of plays that under 4.4 40-yard time, uh, he's probably going to shift all the way up to be uh, the second most likely cornerback selected first, for, you know, as the first cornerback in this draft. So I think um, I would have loved him at plus 800. I couldn't back him in my written piece. I do think that we're going to probably still see the favorite uh, Sertan um, come through here. I do think his odds will probably even push up my, maybe close to minus 200 uh, by the time the drafts actually happen. So that's where I'm probably uh, looking for value. I don't feel necessarily great about it. He is kind of that high floor player, but um, I do think that the teams where that first cornerback are going to be selected are probably going to gravitate towards a player like him um, as opposed to more of like you know a project or high variance play that I think JC Horn probably is yeah so I think if you're looking for we've already had Williams at seven to one Javante Williams running back he's now three to one same thing with Horn the values probably sucked out of those at this point right. the one lot the two long shots I kind of like now are Jeremiah Wusukoramora, the linebacker from Notre Dame uh, Micah Parsons line has not moved since his impressive pro day the other day to be the first linebacker selected he's minus 305 can't lay the price there i would go with the notre dame linebacker should if you it were to be in that market also christian barmore since all defensive linemen are sort of lumped into one you have gregory rousseau at 175 quitty pay at plus 200 jalen phillips at plus 300 barmore is plus 700 easily the best defensive interior player in the draft if a team opts to go defensive interior first you're going to cash that bet um with DraftKings. so that's that's one uh, i also like as well um as far as some of these team futures ben we on the on the forecast wednesday we talked about some of these to make the playoff bets um there is some interesting market movement here we have we now see i believe this is this has gone down arizona now plus 200 to make the playoffs um, I think as a result of this 49ers news, um, that's really interesting. Yeah, I mean, it was they were kind of what the fourth most likely team to win the NFC West, uh, based yeah. on the whole season with their plus 600. And the 49ers, I feel like the market has kind of been pricing in a move for them, right? Um, mm-hmm. at the quarterback position, I think. Uh, this maybe they thought they were going to do something with Kirk Cousins. Obviously, that's not going to happen. There's a guy in the draft they must like that they're basically guaranteed is going to be there at number three. Um, but we haven't seen too much of a shift in their 
in their odds after uh, this news, this trade news has kind of been digested by the market here initially. I think they were basically at, um, I guess they're tied now with the Rams at plus 180. I think yeah. they were probably just a little bit behind here. Um, I don't know. I still, I, you know, I think the long shots in the NFC West are probably the correct play. Russell Wilson, I do think is going to be back for Seattle. I don't mind them at plus 300, but I do think the Cardinals could have uh, potentially the best offense in the NFC West, and that's something that I definitely like to back. So at plus 600, um, I'm willing to get on board with the Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins connection, potentially finally uh, getting that NFC West crown. The only problem, of course, uh, is the Cliff Kinsbury side of it that uh, yeah. unfortunately he just hasn't lived up to you know what we would have expected him to you know produce from coaching schematic perspective. Yeah, absolutely. And you look at their defense, they acquired Malcolm Butler. They're getting Chandler Jones back. They got J.J. Watt. Um, Isaiah Wilson, second year at at linebacker. There's some things to like there as well. Getting rid of Patrick Peterson, who was sort of a replacement-level player there on the defense last year, despite his name. I do think the Cardinals might have a shot. Kingsbury has to figure that out, which is, I think, the long shot here. Um, We continue to see the odds move in Washington football team's favor to win the NFC East at plus 275. That continue. That was a great bet at four to one. It continues to be something that people are gravitating towards, um, which is interesting. Um, To me, I think the one fade that I really like as far as in the making the playoffs market, uh, I can't get enough of Tennessee. No, at plus 127. You look at the AFC is full of smart teams, Baltimore, Buffalo, Indianapolis, Cleveland, all really sharp organizations, Kansas City, uh, you know, Tennessee might get squeezed out of there. And and you look at that team losing pieces on the O-line, losing wide receivers. And I think what might catch up to them this year is their defense is awful. So uh, that's one that I like, but we'll, we'll continue to circle back to a lot of these, um, which is, which is great. Um, Ben, uh, this, uh, you know, obviously with, with March Madness happening, that's sort of been the focus, but the NFL just is a gift that keeps on giving two big trades today, um, and, and their resulting impacts on the betting markets have been fun. So for Ben Brown, this is Eric Eager. This has been the PFF Daily Betting Podcast.